Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Ashley Stewart. This is Awareness with Ashley. Each week I cover a quote now that I feel is relevant to having chronic illness and I break it down and talk about some of the things that I want people to be aware about based on the quote. Before I get into today's video, I just have a couple of updates I want to talk about. So I haven't done a video since actually quite a while ago now. It's been a couple of weeks. The biggest reason, not that I really have to share one, the biggest reason is that I've been pretty tired <laughs> and I haven't been feeling motivated to make podcast content. This happens actually a lot right now. So like all of a sudden I'll just want to have a break. And so if there isn't a podcast up by Thursday at like one 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 thirty. It's probably because there isn't going to be one. I don't always announce every week when I'm taking a break. I just kind of assume that people will kind of get the idea if there isn't a new podcast up that I just haven't made one that week. And another update, I guess, is that short videos are released every single night. I have stopped releasing my short videos though on Twitter slash x and i've also stopped releasing it on the threads app as well so it's only available via link now on locals and it's also only available on facebook and instagram reels as well as tiktok besides youtube now with instagram tiktok and locals although with locals i could actually post the link but because i do those at the time i actually release them if i've got something else going on where i'm unable to be at my phone then it only gets released to youtube until i get a chance to get it up sorry my allergies are also really bad too another really big update and i was wanting to cover this in a live show but I haven't been feeling like talking about this very much, so I'm just gonna do it at the start of this podcast. This update is that I've had a really big significant thing happen with treatment in my IIH, so I seen my ophthalmologist at the end of July, I was believe around July 27th-ish or so, and I no longer have to see my ophthalmologist anymore. So I am really, really excited about that. It was a bit unexpected that I would be released at this point. Like I thought they might do another year and then release me because it was going to go to yearly appointments after six months. But they're happy with my results. I'm keeping my weight off. So I actually now tell people my IIH is gone, but it's still technically in remission, so I have to make sure that I remain diligent about keeping my weight off. If you guys are wanting more about the weight loss stuff and like maintaining my weight, and more so about how I do that, I have shared it in past videos, but if you're wanting me to dedicate a little bit more time to that topic on the channel, just leave a comment, let me know, send me an email, all of that stuff on how you can get a hold of me, and I'd love to do and focus on it more. It's a little bit harder to talk about and a little bit harder to share, but I'd love to do that if you guys are interested in it. With that being said, let's get into today's quote. You don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person, 
It Makes You Human. And this is by Lori DeShane, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. This quote pretty much sums up every single negative emotion that you will ever experience on your journey with chronic illness. And I'm not going to say you only experience it once either. It comes in waves, just like any other up and down about life, basically. You need to be able to feel negative emotions at times. People around you will tell you, especially if you're experiencing these negative emotions, that, oh, you just need to be more positive. But in truth, you're probably actually suppressing them. At least that's what I found with myself. Meditation can bring out these negative emotions. It can bring them from the bottom of where you are actually repressing them up to the surface. And then what you don't realize is how much you're actually suppressing these negative emotions even when you feel like you're not. So this was me and I feel like a lot of us, especially on the journey with IIH, even with migraines, tend to be females. So I feel like the emotional repression or suppression in this case is not as common as it would be with likely men who are pushed by society to not have emotions or to not show emotions in public. But what's fascinating to me, and I don't know if this is my personality type or how comfortable I am with basically feeling vulnerable in the moment, especially around strangers, but I feel like I also do this too where I suppress my negative emotions to a certain point, and this is especially true when I'm in public. Not so much when I tend to be by myself, but even around family and friends, they don't really realize all of these negative emotions that you're going through because you probably will be repressing them to a certain point. There's a lot of issues too where people just may not be in the situation where you can fully express what's going on and why you're frustrated or, you know, all of these other emotions that I just talked about in the moment, or they may not be giving you the vibes like they want to hear it either. So, that tends to happen. Our so-called negative emotions are just negative emotions because we want to push these feelings away. We are taught from a young age to repress and hide them, which only causes them to build up and come to an explosion like that of a volcano. Despite many of us being female, migraines and IIH tend to really only happen in females. I'm not going to say that they only happen in females because that's not true, but the bulk majority of us are females and we're lucky in the fact that society is relatively open to us being emotional in public however (laughs) there's a asterisk i like to say with this or there's a a footnote that i think needs to be made and i wonder if this is more my personality type because i am quite introverted i don't like to express certain emotions around people because of the vulnerability that it gives me in the moment. I wonder if this is just my personality type to a certain point, but feel free to share in the comments if you're, you feel like you're more extroverted and you feel like how well you tend to share different negative emotions like sadness, anger, annoy, being annoyed, being frustrated, scared, and anxious with people around you. Like, is that something that you guys tend to do without hesitation? Or is there a little bit of hesitation there? I guess I'd like to know because 
being introverted, it's very hard to relate to that because I tend to only really be myself or be as emotional as what I feel comfortable with in the moment and around strangers that's not likely to happen and so because we tend to learn to repress these negative emotions at a young age it means that we tend to hide them and because we suppress and hide them eventually they come bubbling to the surface like that of a volcano I'm not gonna say that everyone explodes like a really ginormous volcano that like where you explode and you get angry at someone that had nothing to do with why you're upset some of us definitely do that but it's probably more of like a slow bubble like it's simply not possible to be positive all the time sometimes negative emotions will come up especially on the journey with chronic illness as we adjust to what are often permanent changes we also worry about what the future might hold too hence the anxiety. Not only is it not possible to be positive all the time, it's not fair to be positive all the time. It's not fair to expect someone to be positive all the time. Being positive some of the time definitely does help with the mental and emotional aspect to a certain point, but as with everything else, it comes with balance. As I said, these negative emotions especially come up with the permanent changes. Even when you have a condition that goes into remission, like what I have had with IIH, there are permanent things that I have to manage still that are a part of everyday life. I'm at the point where because I've been dealing with this for so long that I really don't think about it as much or I don't really have to plan as much for it. I know I have limited energy levels, so that means not being able to do as much as what I often want to be able to do. Now, some of these other emotions such as, you know, feeling frustrated, that can often come up if there's something that you want to be able to do with like, let's say a career and your chronic illness, you just can't. Either you don't have the ability to do it or there's something that actually prevents you. You get these negative emotions come up even when you're in remission because there are some things that you have to adjust to that are technically more permanent things. I would say the most likely negative emotions that you're likely to feel, even after things have kind of gotten to almost back to a relatively big sense of normal, is actually maybe even all of them, but not so much maybe scared or anxious. So sadness, anger, being feeling annoyed, being frustrated are definitely ones that you are likely to experience, especially if you feel like your illness is holding you back from something that you would like to be able to do, whether that be career-wise, family-wise, travel-wise, something like that. If you feel like your illness is preventing you from doing something, it's obviously going to bring up sadness, anger, feeling annoyed, and being frustrated because, I mean, who wouldn't be, right? As I said, these are also permanent changes that often occur. So like when you're dealing with things like fatigue and all of that, it's going to be permanent that you're dealing with. So like even though I do as well as I do now, these are still permanent changes. So there's still some, you know, sadness about losing that ability despite the fact of feeling pretty good my body does reach a limit a lot earlier than it used to now i've had people comment that oh yeah i mean 
that's what happens with age. This is different though, because I'm still very young and I can't often do a string of tasks like someone who has three decades on me. It just isn't possible. I can sometimes survive through it, but I'll be out for multiple days afterwards and you won't see me because number one, when I'm introverted and I need to recharge my battery, I'm going to be by myself. So you're not going to be seeing that and I'm not going to want to show that. And number two, I need the rest. So you're not going to be seeing me in that case and you're never going to know. So it's not the same thing. People try to tell you it's the same thing. It is not the same thing. I try to show balance with my own videos, but I want you to know that if you're experiencing these negative emotions, it doesn't mean you're broken. It means that you're a human having a very human experience. You cannot and should not be expected to be positive all the time. It will not only make things worse in the end, but these emotions will build up. This constant negative self-talk about, oh, I'm not good enough to do this. I'm too sick to do this. I'm whatever your brain might be telling you, your mind might be telling you in the moment. I think that like it's important to experience the negative emotions as they come up. If you are having a really bad day, for whatever reason, it's not because you're broken. It means that you're human. People are really, really bad for actually saying this. I've heard people say this too. If you just got out and were more positive, things wouldn't be so bad. And I mean, it's easy for you to say who doesn't deal with it, but just like with grief, because when you go through a chronic illness, you go through a grieving process, do you tell people, oh, your grief wouldn't be so bad if you just were more positive about the situation. And it may not. For some people, some people are really, really good at handling this kind of situation. And they may appear to be very positive when they're around you. But I can guarantee you that when they're alone, they're not showing that same amount of strength. They're probably very very vulnerable in those moments alone and it's just maybe because they were taught or raised not to show emotions especially these more negative emotions when around others because it, of it being a sign of weakness it's not a sign of weakness i wish we could get that out of society's collective agreement because it shouldn't be a part of society's collective agreement but that being said it tends to be so you shouldn't be expected to be positive all the time in a grieving situation. People would expect you to be a little bit more emotional or all of that during those periods of time. But it's funny that we don't really allow this with people. And I think people are surprised at the grieving process that comes with a chronic illness diagnosis. I know I was one of them. I didn't realize that there was so much that would come to the surface and actually you know, I kind of experienced those waves as they come, like especially when I had setbacks or got put on a higher dose of acetazolamide, you'd feel like you were a failure. When my weight loss wasn't going as what I thought it should, you feel like you're responsible for it in that case. And that's just not the, the truth. I've had all of these negative emotions during this journey at some point or another. On bad days, you might experience all of them almost all at once. Personally, I feel like expressing them is a form of what is called tea kettling, which is a term I heard described 
by one of my favorite doctors, Dr. Rachel Zofnes, who does amazing work on chronic pain and chronic illness. If you haven't and you want a good resource on something on how you can kind of work through the more emotional and mental impact of chronic illness, her workbook called Chronic Pain Workbook is amazing. She's also done a couple of amazing podcasts with another one of my favorite doctors and ZDog MD. So if you want to check those out on YouTube, I highly, highly recommend it. This term is called tea kettling. And just like a tea kettle, we sometimes need to release pressure to avoid exploding. Well, that's kind of what happens when you get out of these negative emotions with chronic illness. It's important to experience in them because if you don't, it's kind of like a tea kettle that the top isn't working properly, it's gonna explode from all the pressure. Like I said, I've experienced all of these negative emotions. So I kind of want to talk about when I've experienced these particular negative emotions. Sadness, anger, being annoyed, being frustrated. They happen all of the time, even still to this point. So if I'm having a rough time with my migraines, or if I'm thinking about maybe something I want to pursue and I feel like, you know, it's maybe not a possibility because of the situation that I'm in, those can kind of bring out those negative emotions. Now I have to say, I need to put a little bit of a warning on this. So when talking about my negative emotions because of where I am on this journey with meditation sometimes negative emotions come up during my meditation practice or even just randomly throughout the day I'll start crying and I'm not confident that this is all from you know chronic illness or emotional well it's all from emotional repression of some kind but it's probably not just from chronic illness but if you're kind of getting into that kind of practice, just expect random negative emotions to come up and you have no idea why, and that's perfectly okay if you never find out kind of what the reason is. Now, for as for being scared and anxious, the most scared I ever was, was for my spinal tap that diagnosed this whole thing, like five years ago now. I'm coming up to like five years since everything happened. More so the five years since the diagnosis. I think it's actually next week that it'll be technically five years since the spinal tap. That was the most scared I have ever been in my entire life. It even beat my first day of university. I was really, really scared for that day as well. But I was more scared for the spinal tap. I was actually still experiencing some anxiousness when it comes to my ophthalmologist appointments because although I wasn't really feeling anything had changed with my vision, I was always nervous that they were going to find something and I would have to go back on the medication, which is probably why I was so excited when I no longer had to go back to the ophthalmologist, which I talked about earlier in the podcast when I talked about updates. That was a big deal because I always get so anxious for those appointments. My neurologist, not so much anymore. Like there's a pretty good equanimity that happens but as for like those ophthalmologist appointments i got still pretty anxious for those and i mean anytime things changed or things got worse there was anxiousness about the future and all of that and what it meant i think some of the biggest positive things that have happened in the last few years like finding a career that i enjoy and so many other things are because some of these things that I accepted early on that may not happen again have transitioned to the point where 
I am actually able to do them with some pretty significant limitations sometimes. As for like the first four emotions, so sadness, anger, being annoyed or frustrated, these can come up at any point. And particularly with migraines, this is going to be particularly the case. When it comes to being scared or anxious, I would say the biggest thing that worries me is losing access to my needle. So what would happen if I was to lose my benefits, all of that kind of thing, because my needle is extremely expensive. Even being in Canada, it's extremely expensive. If I had to pay for it out of pocket every single month, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, you know, the, all of that, it comes along with the territory and it's perfectly fine as long as you're not dwelling on these and like making them um, so that that's the only thing you think about it's fine. Like, it's fine to feel those periods of time in the moment where you're like, oh yeah, I'm actually really worried about this. Yeah, it's something I think about, but it's not something I dwell on, basically. And a lot of that actually comes with the mindfulness practice, so that's very, very beneficial with that as well. You kind of, I've kind of just started to roll with the moment, and you know, if things happen, they'll find a way to work out, and actually, it may be a sign from the universe that it's Time for something else, we'll see. Feel free to share your times when you've felt especially the most scared or all of that. And I know a lot of us will be able to relate to that. Feel free to share your experiences in the comments. I love hearing from all of you. You can follow me across social media on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Awareness with Ashley. On Twitter slash X, it's at AshleyStewart94. On YouTube and Facebook, it's at AshleyStewart. If you're on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and ring that notification bell. It helps so that you never miss any of the videos. And especially when my upload schedule isn't as constant, it'll let you know whenever there's new content available. Don't forget to pay attention to the community tab on YouTube. Sometimes I do post in there as well. As for Facebook, make sure you hit the follow button. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review as it does help us reach more people. And if you're wanting to support all of the expenses that come with having a channel, then feel free to join me on Locals.com. You can find me at AshleyStewart.Locals.com and you can actually get these podcasts in full video on locals in unfortunately the best quality i can post is 720p but if you want all of this and be able to see all of the different visuals that come with it then you can do so on locals some of them will be released with time though as i do post my podcasts in short video format across the public platforms but if you want this in full discussion in video form you can find that on locals so Thanks for joining me for this week. I hope you have found this particular episode helpful, and I hope to see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.